Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHO Bears podcast. Happy Tuesday, Bears fans. We have a loaded show for you today. Four outstanding individuals. Well, three outstanding individuals and then two? myself. What about two? Two. Okay, Lawrence we is calling it two. We weaseled our way down to one well, outstanding I mean, individual uh, with Herb Howard. We're like the Bears looking it. at the roster right now. <laughs> Just Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Bregs. <laughs> well, Herb is definitely one of the outstanding individuals. I was going to say, he might that, be the that, only that one. That new yeah. feeling will wear off soon. Don't worry, don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be down to zero by next week. Actually, me too, though. I think I should count. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out by the end of the show. Right. Uh, Lawrence producing today, as always. we got an exciting show for you, and... Um, Starting it off right away with Tim Jenkins joining the program. Tim, I got to talk to you last week on Hogan Johns. Now you're here on CHGO Bears. We appreciate you very much. Uh, everyone should be following him at T Jenkins Elite. He's got another breakdown on Justin Fields, just like he did last week. And, uh, Oh, man, it's not help, much better, is it, Tim? Help us, Tim. I, I spent <laughs> oh, $30 yeah. on Taco Bell yesterday, so I'm, I'm going through it. I need your help. You're telling me I'm uh, I'm blowing <laughs> up your sponsor DraftKings. I bet my YouTube earnings every week on the teams I cover. It's not going well in Chicago. You know what I mean? I'm hurting with you guys. It's uh, okay. So here's where I want to start. I thought watching the All 22 and watching your breakdown as well, uh, which was very good. Once again, everyone should should check it out. Um, the links on his Twitter at T Jenkins Elite. I thought the good was actually better. Then week one, but rough the bad was worse. Does that make sense? Like the like it's like the gap widened between what the good stuff was and the bad stuff was. I think it makes a ton of sense, right? I think anytime you see those chunk plays to start with like DJ Moore, I think those are the kind of things that are exciting, right? That's what we all expected this season. We expected, hey, you know, big time chunks from DJ Moore. It was nice to see Claypool. Right. He finally produced a little bit. We got the touchdown out of him. Now, I know everybody's still mad at him about blocking somebody right blocking the corner. But the reality is is there was some good on the tape. And that's what's always hard right now with Chicago is it's like I think people wanted to see such a bigger jump. And I'm in that category of you wanted to see fields get to the point that he's taking over football games. However, we're still at that point where it's like you've you've got to kind of be somewhat okay with development. I just don't know if the reality is if that's where this staff is. I don't know if the staff is at the point where they're okay with development or if 
they're going to all of a sudden start trying to shift blame a little bit, right? We see this with a lot of staffs towards the end, especially with young quarterbacks. Um, I mean, you saw it in Denver, right? And I don't think this is a perfect one-for-one person to compare to, but you saw it with Drew Locke, right? Where Vic and Pat Shermer were kind of at the end. Okay, hey, it's Drew Locke's fault. We get an extra year. We bring in Teddy. And then all of a sudden they ship Drew out and now you're you're stuck with Russell. Uh, I, I just think right now it's it's we're getting to that land where I think it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out this season. I hope for Justin because I think he's super skilled. I mean, I'd love to see them get this thing turned around. The reality is, is like you're saying, the bad is getting to this point where it's like these mistakes are so compounding that I just don't know how we really see a way out of it this season. I mean, you you talk about assigning coaches trying to assign blame, and we've seen this before in this city, just the last regimen between Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky, and Matt Nagy was adamant that it was Mitch's fault, and at the end of the day he had his limitations, but then Nagy then had to give up the playbook like five games later. I feel like we're going down that same road with this coach-quarterback combination. You break down a lot of tape when it comes to what the quarterback is seeing, but at the end of the day, one of the points I've been trying to make is help this guy out by running the football, get under center. How much can that help? Because it seems like everything is out of shotgun, and I understand that's the wave of the future in the NFL, but do what is going to help your quarterback now is my contention. How much could it help Justin Fields putting him under center as opposed to putting him in shotgun, and can that help his slow drop and things of that nature? Yeah, so two important things you brought up, which which I really like. First, think about the first play of the game, right? Hey, we hit DJ Moore on the big dagger concept. What was that from? It's a form of play action, right? It's a terrible ride fake because it's not, you know, it's like a dressed up play action. It's not great. So it's like anytime you turn your back to the defense, heck yeah, that helps a ton from the play action passing game. So I think getting him under center would help. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the slow drop all comes from the transition to right foot back. Like, listen, I think anytime a quarterback puts that right foot back in the gun, you start, you start getting out of precision footwork and you start getting into a feel. And then everyone on Twitter is like, well, Tim, what do you think about when Aaron Rodgers was doing it? Let, remind me how Aaron Rodgers started his career. I'm relatively certain it was with his left foot back in the gun playing on time, right? Then you get to a point in your career where there are certain guys, Aaron Rodgers being one of them, that you could probably put him blindfolded back there and he'd do a pretty good job of understanding what the defense is doing, right? He's just, he's a great quarterback. There's a lot of guys, think about Tom Brady. He was the guy who started the right foot back in the gun deal. When did he start it? Early in his career? No, late in his career. And you know what else they did? Everybody knows, or I think anybody with like a shrivel of football IQ knows this. Look at the Patriots when they started putting the right foot back in the gun. Their receivers, did they continue to have their inside foot up? No. They put their outside foot up. Why? Because now we're running four-step slants, two-step slants. But get to the root of it. Why did New England do that? Did they do it because it was cool and edgy and everyone's doing it? No, they did it because they had freaking Julian Edelman and Wes Welker in the slot. How do you get a five-foot-six white guy deeper on his slant? You put his outside foot up, dude. Right. So now they're deeper on their modified quick game. Like there's so much stuff that we do now in the NFL because we see other people do it. And then we lose this piece and we're like, I wonder why this quarterback who's early in his career is slowing his drop. And it's like, gee, golly whiz. You think it's because we 
ripped away the footwork that he's done for the last 20 years of his life, and now we're making him play with his right foot back and play in more of a feel situation with progress with like concepts that he's probably not even comfortable with yet. So to me, it's like you literally could drop me over there tomorrow. And if you put his left foot back, we're playing faster in two weeks. Can I guarantee that that makes him an all pro? No, but I can guarantee we stop taking dumb sacks or our feet aren't tied to our progression. But instead, we're just going to sit here and be like, well, Aaron Rodgers does it. Brock Purdy does it. Yeah, Brock Purdy also has assigned footwork with his right foot back. It's not like, hey, take seven hops and then we'll see if this guy's open. So to me, there's stuff that it's like so frustrating because I think Justin is talented. But like at some point you have to sit there and you go, hey, we forced this guy, this kid who we're trying to get to speed up to now play with uncomfortable footwork. And we're wondering why he's playing slower. I'm just like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, you know. I left college early, so I'm not going to act like I'm super educated, but I know football, right? (laughs) Well, but and that's where I want to follow up with you on this because just feel free to get football-y here because you can explain it better than me. I mean, the the footwork is tied to the timing and everything. That's why it matters so much. Can you just kind of explain to our listeners, our viewers, like why that's so important and why switching it the way Luke Getze did last year with Justin Fields from, you know, from the footwork he had been using at Ohio State in his first year in the NFL, why that, why they thought that would help him and why it hasn't really worked out. So people think it helps because, so let's first start about the origin of it. The origin of playing quarterback, your left foot for a right-handed quarterback. Okay, we're talking righties. Your left foot's back under center, and everything was built off, hey, three-step in the quick game, five-step in the you know downfield game, seven-step in the shot game, right? That's, that's where we started. Then we said, hey, let's back this guy up. Let's put him in shotgun. So we changed everything. So the shotgun clock became, hey, if I'm under center in three-step, now when I'm in the gun, I catch, I flip, I fire, or I catch in three, you know, a catch in three in the gun would be five under center, right? So we did that for all these years. And then there's this guy, who decided to win seven rings, he put his right foot back. The Patriots did it because of their receiving core and their lack of depth in what we now call the modified quick game, which isn't the true West Coast quick game. It's it's slightly deeper. So he starts to put his right foot back. What does that also enable him to do? He keeps his right foot back, catches the ball, and he spins out all these smoke screens, right? How many times do you remember watching New England play on – Sunday night football and they motion Julian Edelman down into the bunch set and they throw a freaking quick game out there and he scores a touchdown on the three. And then you hear, you know, Chris Collinsworth, ah, right foot back. Yeah, gotta love it. Right. Like he doesn't know. (laughs) Nobody really knew why they were doing it unless you were studying ungodly amounts of tape. I didn't catch up to it. And this is my profession coaching quarterbacks until like, let's call it four and a half years ago of really figuring out like, how are we going to actually tie our right foot back? Now we're at this point where everyone's doing it. Everyone does right foot back because the great started doing it. Well, the great started doing it because it gave them this opportunity to cheat an extra step, meaning my foot's going to hit the ground slightly quicker than it does with my back foot. Okay. But what else does that do? And this is the important thing. It gets your eyes there earlier for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, who understands How will Tampa 2 impact this play? And is this backer really committing to the flat or is this corner really committing to the flat? Or are my eyes fooling me because I'm there earlier? They were okay because they had so many reps that they liked getting their eyes there earlier. I would tell you guys the worst thing for a quarterback that's young is to get his eyes there early. So now Justin, 
Let's talk about just some of these routes where we're like, man, why did he get off the sale? We talked about it week one, right, Adam? Mm -hmm. Hey, he got off the sale to DJ Moore. He was wide open. Why did he do that? He's probably there a split second early because he's playing with his right foot back. And then when you see, oh, that backer's carrying. He's not actually going to carry him, though, but he's carrying right now because I'm there a split second early. Well, then I get off and get to my check down. But instead, if I'm playing with my left foot back and I take a true five-step, guess what? It's going to clear the same way it cleared for Joe Montana and Dan Marino and everyone else on planet Earth who play with their left foot back, and they saw it with their eyes, and now it's open. Well, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, those kind of guys, they know it's going to end up clearing, so they just sink on it. I don't think Justin's there to have enough reps in the professional football passing game to say, oh, I know it's going to clear. Like, there's not very many guys in the league that have enough reps to let it clear. He's definitely one of them. So to me, it's like if we put his left foot back, his eyes will be a tick slower, but I don't mean it from we're late. I mean it from you're getting to the progression when you're supposed to, when that guy will actually be open, which to me is a critical thing when you're when you're talking about a quarterback who needs to cut it free in some of these deep concepts. That's such high-level football stuff, Tim. I love it. I love it. I love it. The only thing I love better than high-level football stuff is the basic level stuff. Because even when you talk about the reasons why they chose to go right foot back, the reasons why they chose to go outside foot up for these receivers, it's because I'm doing what I need to do to make my players the best they can be. That's the basis of all of it. Do what you need to do to make your player the best that they can be. And you're not doing that to Justin. You're doing the exact opposite of that with Justin. You are not making him the best version of himself. You're trying to play this whole complicated thing, and that's fine. But it's not getting him to produce at his optimum level. And if I'm Luke Getze, all I want him to do is perform at his optimum level. Because if he does that, I'm a head coach next year, right? If he doesn't, I'm fired before the year's over. And so he needs to kind of flip his perspective, maybe let go of a little bit of his ego and say, this thing isn't about my system and what I want to do or what I watched 12 do for so long up in Green Bay. It's about what can one do here in Chicago and what he needs to do is flip his feet, slow his eyes down and allow him to go through his progressions on a more natural clock. And then he won't miss these digs to Tyler Scott, the seams to Roshan, the sale to, to DJ. He won't miss these things because he'll be on a more natural clock. You can almost literally see him thinking as he's dropping back. You can kind of see him, okay, I'm supposed to do this, I'm supposed to do that, I'm supposed to do that. He's not playing. He's constantly thinking. And when you're doing that, you're a little bit slow. Amen. Amen. And think, I mean, that Roshan clip was so great, right? The seam. And the coach's answer was great. What'd he say? Oh, it was a little congested, right? Yeah. He thought it was like, well, why was it congested? Because guess what? Your eyes were there, there a split too second early. too early, yeah. right? So to me, it's like, it's such a good example. I also think like, to me, if you could speed him up from a tempo perspective, like I, I get, hey, we want to huddle. We want to get the can-can checks in. But if they could speed him up from a, hey, we're going to start running no huddle. I think you also force the defense into, hey, what are our hurry checks? And then it also helps him get to his progressions a little bit quicker. So I think there's a lot of stuff that they could do. Um, and unfortunately, it kind of feels like we're not doing it for him. Tim, for the record, played four years at Fort Lewis College. You started Jenkins Elite in 2013. We, haven't had, we have not had anyone on the show talk football quarterbacking like this, so it's great to have you here. There, there is a concept out there, Tim, that Luke Getze can just push the button that he pushed last year between week 7 through 10. Just let him run. And I'm sitting here like, if they could push that button, they would have pushed that button, but defense is adjusted. 
you're actually making it boiling it down to just switch his feet and everything's going to be fine it is i'm just curious what i i get that you would do that do you think it's just that simple do, or do you th and do you also think like hey let him run and it's going to look a lot like it looked last year yeah but be honest with you i think it's like i i do think it's that simple i think if you switch his feet I shouldn't say if you would have switched his feet in OTAs like a sane person would have done, it's that simple starting the season right now. Right. I think it shows up week four. If you flip his feet today, right. That's the reality is because it's going to take two weeks of reps to get to that point. Here's the deal. Flip his feet, start playing with tempo, introduce a little bit of QB run. And I don't mean, Hey, let's, let's get Justin downhill and run power. What I mean though, is let's actually use the RPO game the way it's designed and it's not, it doesn't have to be just run pass. It could be run, run with the stick route from Comet, right? Like we've seen some stuff that they wrinkled out last year that was good, that was innovative. And then all of a sudden it was like, we're like, hey, let's start over. Okay. Cause I coached this guy a couple of years ago, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you've heard of him. It's like, yeah, dog, did you coach him? Or did Aaron look at you and say, hey, I play with my right foot back and here's how I'm going to read this play? Like that's the other thing that we also need to call a spade a spade about in the NFL. The reality is when I showed up for the Rams, there's no shot Schottenheimer was coaching Bradford, right? Bradford was at that point in his career where he's like, here's what I'm doing, Brian. Okay. You can coach this rookie from Fort Lewis who's just hoping to hang on, but you ain't coaching me, right? Like that's just the reality of, of a lot of NFL building. So to me, hey, play faster, use some of the RPOs the way they're actually supposed to sprinkle in QB run when you have to. I don't want to I don't want to lean on that, though, because I don't think Justin is that downhill run QB power. He can, but he's not Taysom Hill, dude. He can spin it, right, if you put him in a situation to do so. And, and that's just what I think honestly gets you to that point that now we're an effective offense and we're pushing to compete in these football games. I mean, do you think that the Bears don't want to switch it because at the end of the day, they want Justin to become the quarterback they're trying to make him into. And if he can't, it's a sink or swim situation. I think there's so much ego in the NFL. I think the reality is, is they don't, I'm not saying Adam Gaze is perfect, but it takes a special guy to like say, Hey, I'm going to do what Tim Tebow's best at. Right. And I'm not saying Justin's Tebow. I think Justin's way better. But what I'm saying is, is like to completely revamp your offense and get away from how you think the game should be played. Right. Like this pretty form of the X's and O's on paper. Like there's just too many guys that that I think are obsessed with that. I think that the reality is, is I think they're going to put Justin in the kind of offense that they want to run as a program. Right. They want to see their building run. And if he can't get it done they're going to use that as a way to, hey, move on versus saying like, hey, listen, let's like, in my opinion, you need to do things that you can be effective to be competitive. Your job is to be competitive, not put out a masterpiece on offense, right? Like you don't have the guys the that game. Miami has, right? <laughs> like Mike McDaniel can sit there and he can get diabolical because he has certain dudes in that receiver room that allow him to do it. But like take even the Dolphins as an example. Mike McDaniel's not running every single shot play ever that he wants to run. Why? Because Tua can't rip it like Josh Allen. But somehow he's making Tua successful. That's the point of being a, a coach is to help these guys become successful. So to me, I like, do I think they're doing it maliciously to Justin? No. Do I think there's a little bit of pride there of like, well, I don't want to win sloppy football? Maybe. But that's just dumb. 
Like, listen, I'll have sloppy football and, and turkey bowl as I roast Aunt Judy for another touchdown, right? Like, hey, you got to just win, <laughs> you know? And that's what we need to see in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, do we think that he just – because if we go back to the Atlanta game, he's lying on the sidelines. They, they you know, he, he, they asked him to run all day long, and he looked completely spent. Do we think mm-hmm. that, oh, my God, we're going to kill the quarterback, so we got to go back? I, I'm just trying to – like, because everyone – I thought that they actually showed this is what he can do. Let's do this. And oh, it's working. This is great. I don't think like I don't I don't look at Luke Getzi as a guy that's got this huge ego that you have to play my way. I I just I don't view him like that. So I'm just still trying to figure out as we're having this conversation what exactly happened. Were they trying to protect him? I mean, do you see that they completely changed the way they were doing everything? If you go back to that point, I don't know if we can, you know, remember it like right now in the moment to what it was then and what it is now. Oh, yeah. I broke, I broke down way too much Chicago last year. And I tell you what, the field's anytime touchdown score was a great bet for me at the end of the season. Okay, that was the it only was. reason I didn't go broke, just betting on the Bears. But, like, I mean, yeah, I, they did, right? The reality is, is how many QB design runs have you seen? And then how many innovative ones have you seen? The only one I remember from this last game was, hey, we tried to run QB sweep into the boundary, into a bunch set. Ah, oof, that's tough. We got a tight field. We're going to load it up with bodies. Hey, Justin, good luck. Those are the kind of plays that to me almost seem like a middle finger to the fan base. If I'm being honest, mm. like, all right, you guys want to see him run. I'm going to put a, I'm going to put 10 bodies into the boundary. We're going to run mm. him on QB sweep and I'm going to prove to you that he can't run. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't take a genius to say like, Hey, maybe we should space it out a bit if we're going to run our quarterback. Right? Like that's not like a hard thing to say. So to me, it's like, I don't know. I, I think there's a, there is a, degree to which you don't want to get your quarterback hurt which is why i'm sitting here saying i'd rather see more true rpo where he can run it but also has the throw option than true get him downhill and run it however like we still haven't even seen that many dressed up rpos and like just i don't want to go crazy football nerd wise but just think of the matchups you have so i put dj Moore outside and i move chase claypool into the slot now he's working against the nickel right and you're now reading the nickel. So you're going to put a DB into a conflict position by reading him. And then you have a big-ass body who you're going to run stick with just in case he plays run. Or let's go ahead and pretend they're going to stay in base personnel, right? And now I'm going to put Mooney in the slot. They're going to roll down a safety, and I'm going to put a safety in a conflict spot with who I think is one of the better speed receivers in the NFL, and you can read him, and let's go ahead and put him on a little shake underneath, and we'll run DJ Moore on the bang eight behind him, right? Like, there's so much stuff that you could do, but instead, the only ball fakes we're seeing from Justin are on designed play actions, half-ass fake, that right. we then actually hit the dagger on. So even if you just, even if all you do is pretend to fake it, we're having explosive plays. Imagine if you actually designed around it, Um which is to me where it's like I get so mad because I think football is like such a beautiful game if you scheme it up correctly for guys. And like I just feel like we're not doing that. Justin also is not perfect, right? Like we've all seen the clips where it's like these guys are wide open. You have to play within the offense that you're asked to, but we also have to design something that we know he can be successful doing. That's why like when you talk about comparing the running Justin last year to this year, I think it's a different situation. Last year, you talk about him running and how he got exhausted and wore out, and you can kind of see it in the Atlanta game. He was That was the only option they had. That's what they had to do. That's what he was going to do. This year, you got more talent around him. 
It shouldn't be the same where I just have, I'm running because I absolutely have to do this. I'm running because I can. We're going to scheme this thing up. And we're going to run it when we when we choose to. Not because we have to, but when we choose to, we still have what I think is one of the more elite weapons in the entire National Football League. I'm talking like Tyreek Hill's speed, Patrick Mahomes' arms. I think Justin's ability to run the ball is one of the absolute elite weapons in the entire league. Not using it is foolish to me. I completely agree. And I'm just, I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened. Like, where did they just pivot back? And I – and. Well, this is like the equivalent of like if the Falcons didn't throw B. John Robinson the ball. Like right. he's really good at catching it, so they throw it to him. Or like Tyreek Hill's the fastest maniac there is. Let's just keep him underneath and never have him run a go. Like that's like – but that's like really what this is the equivalent of. Like you have the best, most dynamic rushing quarterback in the league. And you're just not going to use it. It makes it makes no sense to me. And oh, by the way, Tim, uh, they're pretty good at outside zone run too. And I don't know where the hell that's been the last two weeks. And by the way, with a handful of times they've run it, they've had a lot of success. My last thing I'm going to say, railing on this coaching staff, because I hate, like I feel bad doing it. Even if, let's say hypothetically, they do want to get Justin to that prototypical guy, right? They don't want to run him. Let's just say hypothetically they want to protect him. That's where they're at. What were their two biggest plays this last game? It was toss, right? And it was the mm-hmm. DJ Moore play to start. What were both of those plays? They were can checks. Hey, can, can, right? We got the look we wanted. We ran away from the Afro safety, right? Away from rotation, run away from that safety. Okay, the other one was single high, can, can. We can it to the pass to DJ Moore. If your goal is to get him to that point, that's the other thing that pisses me off. So you're telling me we had like a limited amount of checks. So the kid shows he can do it. Let's get in that, get in the kill packages as often as possible. If that's really where you want to get him. Hey, I want him to be like Aaron Rodgers, who gets us in and out of the right play at the line of scrimmage. And we've seen him do it twice for giant chunk plays. Do it. If we'd have seen it 14 times where Justin canned it and the run play was miserable. Yeah, don't do it. Cause obviously you're not seeing it correctly. But it's like you saw it twice. One was a single high. Hey, we're going to can it to the pass, right? Run to pass. The other one was probably a run to run away from rotation. And he got him into the, the, the perfect look twice. If that's where you want to go with him, do more of it. And then, you know, we could say to their credit, this was the first time they did it. So maybe we see more of it this week, right? But that's the true test is like, if that's really where you want him to go, then you need to treat him like that. And you need to put the game in his hands at the line of scrimmage to get you in and out of the right play more often. Tim, last week against the Green against Green Bay on Moon's touchdown, right? He showed his ability to protect himself. He switched to protection. He went to 77. He brought Cole Komet in. He called it out like he flipped the running back over to the right side. Just enough protection. Shout out to Nate Davis. He rolled that tackle straight up out of his face, and he was able to hit Moon on the right side for the touchdown. Like, he has the ability to understand what he's seeing pre-snap and how to get himself set up. He still struggles a little bit post-snap, but pre-snap, he has the ability to get you into the right situation. Give him the freedom to do it and let him execute. And and then imagine if we did it with everything we've talked about on this, where it's like, you give, hey, we're going to have a 15-play can package. Right. So it's really 30 plays, but it's 15, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, we're going to can it to this and you go fast. So it's like we go with tempo to where, hey, we force the defense. Show us what you're going to do. Right. Said hut, why 20, why 20, hut, hut, hut. Boom. We know what you're going to do. Hey, can, can or don't. We have 28 seconds left on the play clock because we're going we're going at a great tempo. We're going to force you in a simplified look. So it doesn't even matter if you know what we're doing. And then now simplify his feet with the left foot back. 
So he plays on time. It's like, this is the recipe to get this thing rolling. And then to me, it's like, if you do all this, hey, we're, we switch his feet so we can play on time. We give you the can package. We play with tempo. We introduce Now you know RPO. he ain't shit. You can move on. <laughs> exactly. And then he sucks. Okay, move, move on. But the fact that we're going to try to make a call on this kid doing everything that it feels like is kind of a not his strength, that's where I get frustrated because it's like I feel like we're running off another decently talented quarterback in a city that like if my Twitter mentions are any indication of how y'all feel have been like hurting for a quarterback since old Smoking Jay. You know, Smoking Jay doesn't look that bad right now. Uh, don't so- carve that. <laughs> yeah. Bring back Don't Josh McCown. That. Let's not. Uh, <laughs> All right. So Tim, you know the 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 drill that quarterbacks play at camp where they throw it in the net from like fifty yards out. Who's winning that drill? You or JT O'Sullivan? <laughs> I'd like to say me now, because JT's getting older. But you know, I, I mean dude, that guy grinded it out in the league. You want to talk about somebody who's who lived I mean, he grinded it. That's hey, a, and and you know we deal. we as Bears fans we appreciate both of you guys. I understand <laughs> you guys are competition at the end of the day, but I think there's room for everybody in this space. The one question I did want to ask you against JT O'Sullivan, you guys both said something very similar, but in different aspects on Twitter on Sunday. He said, "I don't think they have a true number one wide receiver." There, I said it, or a decent number two wide receiver or an NFL quality tight end. You were the complete opposite. You said DJ Moore is an absolutely a number one in the NFL. Komet can ball. Claypool and Mooney can both play. What would you say to somebody that thinks that this team doesn't have a true number one or good weapons around Justin Fields? Yeah, I mean, like, if I'm going to be honest, I think part of it's verbiage. I think I'm guessing he's saying true one because he's, like, somebody who just dominates a game like Tyreek Hill. The reality is, is, like, I suffered through watching way too much Panthers last year. DJ Moore, I mean, listen, he had six catches for 100-something yards in an offense that I don't think is trying to get him the football, right? Like, DJ Moore's a one. (laughs) Komet last year, right? I I, I watched a lot of Bears last year. Komet can play. How many times did we see him run the middle of the field and and gash people? Uh, to me, Mooney, like put Mooney as the three. I, like I'm, I'm I'm trying to like think through like Denver, like Denver. You have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and then it's like I, I don't know. We have Mooney, right? Who can go stretch the field vertically? And then to me, like Chase Claypool. Like listen, I get his Chicago, his Chicago career hasn't done what we all wanted him to do when this trade was announced last year, but like let's take a peek back at what he did in Pittsburgh. Like if we put him in a situation, he's going to be able to play well. And like, you also have to enjoy some guys who sit up there and say, listen, I've been playing like garbage and I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to fix it. Right. That's basically what Claypool said. Like now, did he completely fix it? No. Do I think that you have got to appreciate in a locker room when someone tells you the truth, which is I've been playing, like I've been playing poorly and I'm going to fix it. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I think there are some, I just think there's a narrative that uh, the people that want it to not be fields are saying, I, you can say fields is struggling, but also own up to the fact that let's not pretend like this supporting cast is, you know, what Brady had in new England some years where you couldn't even name a receiver, 
right? right? Like that's right. not what it is. These guys, they've got dudes that can play. DJ Moore, the reality too is if we work off the sale to one of the in routes where he's wide open, which is what Jay, what Justin should have done, like he's looking at like seven for 135. Like, yeah, DJ Moore's a one. I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I go to my grave talking about DJ Moore because I just think he's a, I also think he's an ultra competitive person. Like yes. yeah, last year yeah. killed him with Carolina. I could only imagine how he feels right now. And to me, it's like, yeah, I, like I respect a lot of guys. I think a lot of guys have different opinions. I would just be one where it's like, I think the supporting cast, I don't think they're Miami level, but like, if you talk about if there's a tier one and a tier two and a tier three, four, five, they're two. And I think they could be one. If you start factoring, if, you know, some of these backs come alive and then if you count Justin's legs as like kind of a supporting cast, right? Cause he is a dynamic runner. I just think these guys are, I, I, I don't think it's on them. Tim, we really appreciate the time and we know that you got to get out and we're, we're moving along here, but for 10 seconds, do you think Bajic can play or no? Uh, I would say yes, but it's cause I'm an eternal optimist. So we can do a breakdown on it. You guys can have me back in two weeks. We'll, we'll dive into it. Well, we'll send, okay. we'll send you a meatball Island shirt. You can, you can come on the party to meatball Island with me and the gang. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> great. I appreciate you fellas. Hey, Thanks wait, so much, wait, Tim. Real, real quick. It, hold on. There were three people that just threw in super chats about for Tim. And I just wanted to read these out for him. Re, uh, Remy, our friend, Remy, 10 bucks. She says, hi, Tim. Appreciate you blessing us with your knowledge. In my opinion, Kevin Warren is the wild card. In all this, who knows uh, JF1 from Big Ten, and I, I bet KW tuned in to CSGO. But hope you visit us. Y'all hit the like button. Thanks, uh, Renetta. Thank you, Renetta. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Chris Gura, five bucks. He says, I need more complete football nerd takes. I love you, Tim. Your breakdowns are easily <laughs> the best out there. And then D. Larso threw us back-to-back saying, so how the hell can we get Tim Jenkins to Hell's Hall as JF's, J, uh, Justin Fields' QB coach and future OC? He's needed. It's insane how Getsy hasn't seen what TJ has. Do you want that gig? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd take it for half of the fee. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You're in. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Hey, yeah, everyone, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, everyone should go check out the breakdown at T Jenkins Elite. Elite. Thank you, man. It's good stuff. There he is. Tim Jenkins. Awesome. High-level oh, yeah. quarterback talk, and uh, we appreciate his time. It's been good to hear from him the last couple of weeks. Uh, now we got to tell you about a sponsor that is back with us. We're happy about it. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. I know I am. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared dietitian approved ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door you'll save time eat well and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle too busy this fall to cook but want to make sure you're eating well with factors skip the extra trip to the grocery store the chopping the prepping cleaning up that's the worst part while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need factors never (laughs) fresh never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes all you have to do is heat and enjoy then get back to crushing your goals. Uh, level up with the gourmet plus option. And if you're too busy running around during the day to think about lunch, keep your energy up with lunch to go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls, salad toppers that are ready to eat while you're on the go. No microwave required. Head to factormeals.com slash CHGO Bears 50. Use code 
CHGOBEARS50 to get 50% off. That's code CHGOBEARS50 at factormeals.com slash CHGOBEARS50 to get 50% off. I think I said 50 a lot. A lot, of 50. A, lot of, a lot of 50s. 50. All right. Step up your TV game with Fubo TV. 140 amazing live channels. Actually, more. They keep on adding over their sports shows, movies, news. You got it. Stream live to your TV from any device. And I think for this audience, what you really want to know, the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. No contract, no cable, no hassles. You sign up, you start watching. Seven-day free trial. You can check it out. You can watch the Bears and the NFL Network and the Red Zone and college football. Northwestern's going to kill Minnesota on Saturday night. I'm super excited about it. And then the Bears are going to smoke the Chiefs on Sunday. That's what's happening this weekend. The don't looks lie. on this set. Don't I, lie to the people. I won't mess up your ad read, but you are bugging. <laughs> Watch all your. Straight up lie to people during an ad read. Watch all your favorite Chicago teams, college football, and more with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo. You can sign up for 15% off your first month with Fubo Pro. Yo. All right. Um, something I was supposed to promote off the top. Make sure you're checking out. The diehards, CHO diehard uh, newsletter was out this morning. You can check that out. All diehards can get my Bears Things newsletter in their inbox. Today went a little bit longer. There was a lot to break down today. I, you know, I had this idea. Well, it wasn't my idea, but like just listening to Matt Eberflus say post game, mm. and Herb, you were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were better. Okay, uh, you better have been better. Tough Face, to go, yeah, it's tough to go worse right. than they did at Green, against Green Bay. But then yesterday he kind of doubled down on that too at House Hall. There were things better. Okay, so I searched the film. What was actually better? And then more importantly, spinning it forward, is that whatever was better, does it really matter? Like, right. is it something that they're going to continue to get better at as right. the season goes along? Because, okay, if you want to be like, yeah, we're a young team. We need to learn how to win. We got to learn how to do these things. I think that there's some things that fall into that category. Mm. And then there's some things that you'd be concerned about. A lot of that has to do with the quarterback. Um, it is fair to point out that it, this was a 13 to 10 game in the third quarter. Yeah. And Jalen Johnson, your number one corner, makes the play he's supposed to be making if he wants to get paid the contract he wants to get paid. He peanut punches. David Wells, the former pitcher from the New York Yankees, knocks the ball out. Flies 20 yards across the field. And it flies by like six different orange jerseys, mm-hmm. none of whom react to it fast enough. Mm-hmm. Kill me. That's not hits. And <laughs> they rec- the Bucks recover the ball, and the very next play is a 35-yard touchdown throw. Yeah. Like, that game, you can't just be a defense that – relies on effort, preaches to takeaways. Like, you have to be opportunistic. Mm-hmm. You have to take advantage of opportunities like that. And sometimes it's the bounce of the football. I get it. It's a weird-shaped ball. But ja- it is a weird-shaped ball. Yeah. But Jaquan Brisker, man, you break on that ball perfectly. Catch it! But you're talking about talent right now. You're Right, catch it. Recover the football. Sack the quarterback. You yeah. know who does that? Really good players. I know we want to think that Jaquan is that, and maybe he will be, but he's got a little bit to go still. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's kind of my point. Is you? Yes, they generated more pressure. Find it very interesting that flu. To me, it looked like Flush did call that different defense differently than Allen Williams. A little bit. Um. But is that you still had zero sacks at the end of the day? Right. So you created all this pressure, zero sacks. You got the ball loose a couple times, zero takeaways through two games. By the way, you is so yes, it's better. But is it is this going to swing towards okay midseason? They're actually making these plays that you have to make that the Steelers made last night in a crucial moment to get a defensive touchdown with T.J. Watt, right. talent, right. crossing the end zone with the football on defense on a day where the Steelers really weren't moving the ball that well offensively. That's the type of stuff. I don't know the answers to that right now, but when I hear the head coach talk about improvement, like that's the shit that better start to happen as the season goes along. Yeah, I think, I think they did just close enough in week two where they can keep the mantra going and we're getting better and we're trying and we're, we're this close, right? And then you look at plays like you just mentioned. You look at – you go back and watch the tape on that drive right uh, right at the end of the first half where they end up getting the sack fumble and then taking the field goal. You punch that in there, you get the ball back coming out of the half, you're looking at a different game already, right? And if there was opportunities for you to actually score on that, I thought that was a terrible three-stretch play from Justin Fields, like absolutely horrendous. And if you, if you perform there, if you catch the pick that you're talking about, you recover that fumble that you're talking about, those were the five or six plays in the football game that kind of swing it. I don't care if you win a game by three points or if you win a game by – four touchdowns. It's usually about five or six plays that swings it one way or the other. You never know where those plays are going to come from. If they can seize those plays, then you have an opportunity to go forward. And so I think, you know, they, they did just enough again for them to, to kind of have that belief to keep selling that to themselves. But I don't know how much it sells on the outside. And I don't know how long it sells on the inside if it doesn't actually start to come to fruition. And I think you're starting to see, you know, Matt Nagy is a little bit salty right now. We're going to get better and all we can do is practice and we're going to focus on Casey and cool coach. Don't get pissed. Right. We're just asking you, why yeah. does it still look this way? Why are we staring at 13 straight losses going in the, going in the arrowhead? And it's like, well, these guys didn't lose 13 straight. Half the teams knew. Cool. But you did, and he did, and he did. Like, like, like. That was a crazy comment. The, the whole, well, no, we don't have an attitude. And we'll get to this in a second. But the, we don't have an attitude carryover because half the teams do. Half the team's the same. You tell me. A lot of the key guys that, are the same. That's half the locker room that's dealing with this. There's a, there's a lot of heat. And a lot of, and again, taking personal accountability. Don't worry about who isn't hasn't been on the team. Just say, well, this is my watch, right. and I've lost twelve in a row. Right. Period. And they come into this environment, right? It's not like it's not like they bring that, their exactly. past wins with them. They come into this environment where everybody here still hasn't won in a calendar year. If you want to be positive for a second, what you're talking about, Hogan and and, and Herb, you're touching on it too. Look, if. if if Jalen Johnson gets the ball out like that and he's working on it, they're going to recover some fumbles. That's what's going to happen. If Yannick Ngakwe, Yannick gets to the quarterback like that, he's going to get QBs to the ground. Like that is just because we can't just look at this as pure results. Like you, let's have some logic. Okay, they're doing this. So that you're going to see the results that you want coming down the pipe. But I think what's also when you look at last week and everyone loved the first drive, you go back and look at it. The throw to, to uh, DJ Moore was, was behind him, and he just made a great play out of it. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the throw to, to Claypool for the touchdown was late. So it's, it, which is why like, you're, you're seeing moments where, like, oh, he looks good. Well, like, you're seeing positive results at times. 
but you're not necessarily what you're what you are seeing consistently is the other side so it's like I don't, a lot of times we just simply focus on the result. Like, okay, they got it. Well, let's let's let's, let's actually look at what happened there. It worked it out. Goes both ways. Yeah, it goes both ways. Right, but I do think like the you know there are some positive signs with the defense. Right, can now. I be positive for a second? Sure, please. No, uh, law. You <laughs> you got our, my grades. Ready? I do have your grades okay. ready. You want to talk a little grades? Well, I just would go through this quickly because we got some sound we want to get to and uh, kind of a deeper discussion on the locker room that we want to get to too here before the show's over. But grades are in. My grades are in from this game. And there are actually a lot of players I think played well in this game. And I took the specials off this because uh, Cairo Santos and Trenton Gill were booming the ball on, on Sunday too. So they're... They're, uh, they were up towards the top, but I want to talk to you about that 90 yards in the air from uh, Tampa's punt. Yeah, dude, that was insane. Sick. I mean, he's a weapon. He overkicked it, but <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's a weapon. And even back in, even in backing us up on the last drive, the game yeah. deciding drive, he is a weapon. Yeah, he's a good punter. Uh, but same time, uh, Gill's been really good for the Bears, too. That's proven to be a pretty good seventh round pick. Uh, Andrew Billings. I was trying to tell you about this guy coming in the season. Mr. Meatball. He is good. Yes, he is. He is. They got him dropping back in coverage one time. <laughs> Not sure I would recommend that, but credit to you, Flus, for that one. That was fun. Um, he was creating pressure. He's getting in the backfield. He has been uh, very good these first two weeks and was especially good on Sunday. I know everyone gets upset when the – tackles have you know a couple bad plays some brutally bad plays mm -hmm. and Braxton Jones needs to uh, definitely avoid the pe like the penalties gotta stop yeah. you cannot go false start hold yeah. or what was it it was false start and then he gave up the sack on the next mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. um that was a low moment early third quarter I believe up until that point and after that Braxton Jones has been on an island a lot guys and he's actually handling it pretty well I think I'm not sure Braxton Jones is ever going to be an all-pro left tackle, but he's still pretty good. I thought he played pretty well in this game. He just D needs a BBL. That's it. You get Braxton Jones a BBL, he's great. What does that mean? You knew <laughs> when you what said the that. What was BBO? I mean, I remember from Seinfeld, the BBO. It's a Brazilian butt lift. Oh. All, all the people are out there getting these fake butts. He just needs one to be able to anchor. It's unbelievable how big that guy is, and he has absolutely no ass. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm joking, <laughs> but I'm serious about it. I think it factors in his inability to kind of sit down and anchor on some of those bull rushes and things like that. It's like it's, it's, he's so weirdly shaped to be that big and have absolutely like, – I'm so sick of seeing his pants like sag off of him. It's ridiculous. Like, get him a BBL. He'll be fine. That's one of the best analysis, most – just absolutely revolutionary moments in the history of any podcast. <laughs> Maybe in football. What if Herb's right? I don't know how you get that done, though. Like, what is he supposed to do? Go to Brazil, he, come he, back go, slugging. I mean, are we, are we talking like the Kim Kardashian route? Yes. Or like the natural way of just getting in the weight room? And no, he, I don't think he doesn't do squats. Mm. I think he's just not there for him. Just go, go see Dr. Somebody. You got to go, doc, got to get a doc in here. Let's go. Dr. Somebody. Let's go. Yeah, that does that work if you do that in football? Or does, I mean, that I seems cosmetic. In it. I, don't, I don't know if it has real muscle in it or not. I don't know <laughs> if it can move or not. I tried. Never mind. How long until that's in one of Dane Brugler's scouter reports? <laughs> the draft. <laughs> Tim, Braxton Jones Tim got Jenkins, skinny Jenkins, quarterback breakdown. Herb Howard, butt <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. That's good. Love it. Uh, John Davis, $5 <laughs> super chat. Her bro, you made me look up for my lunch. Man, what in the world? <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, 
I don't think Darnell Wright needs one of those, though. That dude is huge, and he is off to a great start. I am very excited about the way Darnell Wright has been playing. There have been some rookie moments for sure here and there, but that dude can play when he gets his hands on you. Uh, you're you're screwed. Yeah, and I asked Corey Wooten last night if the draft was today, would you take Darnell Wright or Jalen Carter? He doubled down because you know how big he's on yeah, he Darnell, Darnell Wright with you. He said, I'm yeah. still sticking with Darnell Wright because he's going to be a pro bowler. There you go. There you go. Um, also, Lucas Patrick played better. Snap's got to be better still a little bit. They're still all kind of all over the place. Got to hit the strike zone more. But he was rated the worst player in all of football by, I think, Pro Football Focus. You actually, so I, the Hogue versus Pro Football yeah, Focus. Yeah, they did I'll that last Hogue. week with uh, Nate Davis somehow. Yep, he nine, gave him nine, nine pressures. Right, and they wasn't. I don't know. I don't know about that. I thought yeah. that overall for a player as good as Vita Vea. They we call the shots around here, not PFF. Solid. And I think I think he was fine on on in week one too. I, was, I referenced the the touchdown pass to Darnell Mooney, Darnell Wright and Nate Davis passed that off. So you go back and watch that play. There the, the the there was a little bit of a stunt from the DN, and they they passed it off so well. And Dar- and Nate Davis just rolled him just enough out of Justin's face to allow him to be able to step up. I think they're playing okay over there. Uh, Rasheem Green was also uh, good in this game. Wish he would have seen that loose ball a little bit earlier, but otherwise I thought he played well. Javon Dexter ended up. Um, well, and my high grades too. That almost surprised me because, like, even going through the film, it, I didn't feel like I was necessarily writing down 99 too much. But when it was all said and done, I actually did. So, kind of a sneaky, quiet game there for Javon Dexter and then Jalen Johnson. Um, the only thing with Jalen was I have to imagine the coaches gave him a loaf on the play where Elijah Hicks came in on Mike Evans and completely whiffed on the tackle. Mm, that was terrible. If you look. It might have been Sanborn too, but definitely Jalen Johnson. They, they both was a stopped. They mm-hmm. both stopped assuming the tackle was being made instead of keep running. And then the tackle was missed, and all of a sudden Mike Evans is twenty yards downfield. I think it was Tyreek Stevenson who actually came in and got him out of bounds. So what if, was that from Elijah? That, it was bad. I like Elijah, but what was that? He just the, ducked his head and like threw his shoulder, and like I was like, really? I spin out of this and keep going, like. I, I could have made push that him tackle. Out of bounds. That was not uh, good. I, I have an outside shot that I could have made that tackle. I would that would have been the only time I ever could have made a tackle. All you, See, you got the thirteenth defender right there. Like <laughs> Law's just like it's it's right there. Like Braggs would have made the tackle. I, I would have been run over. Should Jalen have been shadowing Mike Evans? It's a great question. I thought it. it. It's not like he's only playing one side. He's playing right. He's playing left. Yeah, I was. But he's not necessarily traveling with the number one. Yeah, I mean the problem is they got Godwin too, so I think that that's why they. Went with the route they did, but yeah, Mike Evans got you, man. Eh, Mike Evans, he got the rookie. So uh, bottom three, Yannick Ngakwe, man, got to finish those sacks. Those are minuses when you get back there and you don't make the play. Uh, we'll talk about Claypool in a second. No one should be surprised that Justin Fields is on here. Um, yeah, we've talked enough about the quarterback. Uh, Chase Claypool, yes, the effort was better. That does not mean he had a good game. No. Okay, he ran the wrong route at least twice. He was still missing blocks. I'm at the point where I'm putting that on the coaching. Stop asking him to do things he's not great at. Mm. Um, Bingo. And he's three catches. I mean, good good job catching the touchdown. You get credit for that. That was a plus. But at, that does, just because he played harder, that's the minimum. 
It goes to show right. you how low the bar has gotten, right? right. And so when I was going through the summer and I'm dropping my chest, clay pool meter, people were like, no, 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 I don't, I don't mean you. But people were like, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Fine. And then it, now everybody's so happy that he does okay. It's like, you think the bar's pretty low too. Like, you think the bar is right. also low because if he does just okay, you're like, oh, he was woo, woo, woo. And it's like, all right, he was cool. And I thought, I thought he played well. I thought he, I thought he did okay, I mean. But I think that keep, getting him engaged involved early allows him to stay engaged in the game and he gives a little bit better effort so i think you know it shouldn't have to be that way but if that's what it takes just throw him a bone a couple balls early in the game keep him active keep him engaged because i think you need him as a weapon well, the, george pickens had four catches 127 yards and a touchdown last oh, night that, split that, the tutty, field. that tutty was nice did you see that i mean how Sheesh. i get it the draft's a crapshoot you miss you swing you try again but that one just Getting more and more painful by the day. I mean, two I things was can be true because f- I still like Kyler. I was on the phone with Braggs when that happened. I was like, hey, did you see who just caught that touchdown pass? Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, to your point, Hogan. Just pointing about out good organization on the versus touchdown not good organization. run by Justin Fields on the rollout. Claypool, the blocking wasn't there. I don't know if Hogan, you hear me? Yeah, well, I was. Uh, <laughs> Which play was the blocking there? On the Correcting rollout. Correcting Carms uh, reads in the rundown. That's fine. Yeah. The, the rollout on the touchdown. Um, oh, by on. Justin Fields on the goal line, <laughs> ignore him. The goal line on the touchdown. You put him in there, you put the wrong ones in that there. That can't be true. Ignore him. <laughs> I hate The goal line touchdown run by Justin Fields. Is your phone going to go off again? You still aren't ignoring I him. I think he's ignoring you. Take my, yeah. <laughs> I'm just having fun now. Oh, my God. Okay, which play? I got you, Brax. Goal line. You and me, baby. Roll out. Let's do this. Goal, goal line, line. Roll out. Roll out. Yes. Touchdown. Touchdown. Great Claypool, play. But Claypool. Missed the block. Missed the block. Yes. He tried, though. He tried. He tried. He tried. The end of yeah. the game. He's Definitely got trying to block, but he shouldn't be blocking until the <laughs> until the screen right. comes out. You get a flag. penalty, and that was Can't where happen. that's where I had a you know complete meltdown yeah. on Sunday. That's been by the way on display. Sunday's show. I th- I think I called that touchy, like bang bang. Yes, it was OPI by the letter of the law, but like come on. Now on the, once I watched all twenty two, he was on it way too early, man. You can't block that early. Well, on and the then I heard oh, that he yeah. thought the, it was the penalty on the yeah, screen yeah, play. Right. And, and then I heard that he thought the play was a run, and that's why he did that. Oh God, who said that? That's what I read on the mean streets of Twitter. Yeah, he was he, he sure. was he was on it early, and it's like you you wish they you wish they let that ride. It's like, but I don't. You can see why they to, didn't. But though. to your <laughs> point about coach, it being coaching. First week it's effort, second week it's technique. And yeah. that that's where it's like to me it falls on the coaching. When a player doesn't have effort, doesn't have good technique, that's your job as a coach to make sure those things are hammered out. And yeah. that's why I lost my mind. And if they can not run it right back the next play too, you could that could also happen. That also is and, a thing. And once you determine that a player can't do something well, which all players have that, they man. Have they all have their own skill sets. Then you've got to cater things to what they can and cannot do well. And which having, is stunning to me that, that we're having that conversation because I thought they had that figured out. Well, and again, my question is if if EQ, we know, has that skill set, but he's inactive, why is he on the roster? That's real. You're like, not going to use go him find, for the thing he does best. Go use a draft pick on Puka Nakua. Seriously. By the way, it's playing well. Freaking out. Senior Bowl hero that we talked about one time on this show. Hey, uh, Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside is everything you need to elevate your football season. 
No matter where you are in your cannabis journey, easy online ordering and in-store pickup, great transparent loyalty program that calls Sunnyside Rewards. Man, Sunnyside has it all. They got Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply. These are all the awesome brands that Sunnyside carries. Wonder, Remedy, again, they got it all. Through October 15th, you can head to sunnyside.shop. Use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with any other promotions. That's not only for new customers, though. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Again, that code CHGO25 at checkout. Sunnyside.shop. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Week three of football. DraftKings Sportsbook keeping us up on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers, if you haven't done it yet, you can bet $5 and you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That could be you, Greg Braggs. Throw down five on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings is not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day uh, this September. Football's more fun when you get in on the action. So download the app now. Use the code. You know it. You love it. CHGO. New customers, once again, bet $5. You get 200 instant dollars in bonus bets right coming to you only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling, 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 or over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in L and T. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football in terms of for eligibility and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days. Remember that one. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Carm, you have sound you want to play? I do. You have thoughts on the locker room? I do. This is your segment, baby. Uh, Okay, so listen. Honesty is a good... sweatshirt, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, You you look good, too. All right. And twins. Let... (laughs) Let thank you too. Uh, this is my segment. If you could just refrain from trying to oh god, ruin it, have at. Uh, I'll just we'll just sit back. <laughs> no, no, no. I want I want your reactions, but I want you to you know to respond when called upon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so can we hear Brazilian Butler? The the bear. Let me just start there. The Bears have lost twelve games in a row. It has been 330 days since the Bears won a football game. That is 35 days shy of a calendar year, October the 24th, when they walked into New England and stunned us, and Matt Eberflus got a hug from the nice, quiet, greatest coach ever, Bill Belichick, and Matt Eberflus, I think, basically felt like he could never do anything more in life than that moment, and he hasn't done anything since, as far as I can tell. But so... (laughs) Here comes the flus yesterday when asked whether or not this losing streak is weighing on the human beings in your locker room like you would probably think it would be. This was Matt Eberflus. No, there's, there's nothing there. Nothing there. We, we, are, we are steadfast, we are straightforward, and we are all in this together. So as coaches, players, and we are looking at a great Wednesday practice and then looking into Kansas City. That's what we're looking at. So he said no. 
We are steadfast. We are straightforward. We all just heard that sound bite. Can I hear Jack Sanborn, please, Lawrence Benedetto, about whether or not the losing streak is, is weighing on him? Let me let me hear let me hear what Jack Sanborn had to say. Whether or not losing twelve games in a row in a town that he grew up in, as a guy who puts his body on the line every single week trying to win a football game and and all of it, is this bothering you, Jack? I mean, yeah, I think for me, uh, it definitely does. Just because. Uh, you know, everyone's here to win, and everybody here wants to win. And um, so, yeah, it definitely is tough. And, you know, just being here last year, too, being a part of uh, that, I think everyone kind of understands that, everyone feels it, and I think nobody is more kind of disappointed in it than, you know, the guys that are going out there every Sunday and kind of putting their bodies on the line for it. And, um, yeah, I think everyone wants to win. I mean, the city deserves uh, a winning team. And, um, yeah, and but, I mean, but we come in every day, and, you know, that's our goal. So there's 7,000 yeahs there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Can I see uh, what Jalen Johnson had to say about this? We'll even throw you a graphic. Hell yeah. That's what I think about consistently. I've been here for a good minute now. Going through the same thing, the same letdowns, the same, in a sense, post-game speeches. Who's given those? For me, as a competitor, I'm tired of that shit. I'd rather be happy when we come in on Monday where we could celebrate a a win. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. They're human beings. This sucks. It's again, it's been 330 days. So, Floos, you can acknowledge that this is bugging your guys, that it is not fun, that they are playing as hard as they possibly can, and it just has not gone well. And that doesn't have to be necessarily on you. So, you don't, it's either one of two things. You're either defensive about this, which you don't need to be. Because you're doing the best that you can do as the Flus, right? You're putting in your effort every single week. And the fact of the matter is, is that, look, we're going through a rebuild and things are not easy and we're trying to get a quarterback up and the whole thing. And yes, you know, let's just acknowledge it. Or you're just completely in left field and you think when you're up there that that, that all your dudes are just head forward and this is, and it's not bugging them. But this is where so, I said this is it. He's not saying it for the players when he goes to the media. Everybody's like, oh, he's a player's coach, and that's why he's saying it. He's not saying it for the players. What Tim Jenkins said, it's CYA mode. They're covering their well, ass. That, that's right, right. And so if you, then if you do that, if you are doing – if that's what you think it is, and it very well might be that he doesn't want no, – don't, don't put that on me – you know what you're going to do? You are going to lose your players. The, what did Jalen Johnson just say? The speeches. Right. I'm tired of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is why this is a dangerous spot here for Matt Eberflus. You need to speak truths, and you need to be in there with them and understand what they're dealing with and not sit there and put some BS out there that everyone's straightforward and whatnot. I'm not saying that they're not that, that they're that they're that thrown in the towel or anything. But I'm, I'm not saying right. that. But you but it's not accurate that they're just straightforward. There is there is a weight on the franchise right now that you have to deal with. It sucks losing 12 games in a row. These guys are not built for that. Cole Komet played at Notre Dame. These guys come from winning programs. They're not, it, it, this they've is, won their whole lives. They've They're won NFL their, players. They've always been the best player on the right. field. Like, just, I can't imagine Justin Fields. Justin Fields was 27-2 and two in college. You telling me there's not a weight on that guy I right now? I think he's 5-27 in the NFL. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, and, and, like, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand the, the need or the desire to come out and say, oh, no, this, we're fine. 
you're not fine. You've lost 12 in a row. Half of us didn't. Half of you did. Like, just can we just acknowledge that you've lost 12 games in a row and it sucks to lose 12 games in a row. I don't care what you're doing. You go back there and play ping pong. You beat me 12 times in a row. I'm going to be pissed about it, which is why I won't pay you 12 times in a row. But, like, like it's just, like, you can just acknowledge it and say, Wait. yeah, it, it also, sucks. We need to change it around. Is, is this roster not better than the one that went into New England on Monday Night Football last year, the last time they yes, won a football is. game? Yes, like, it, on paper. That, it, it, it should be. Yeah. It should be. It should be better. Uh, I think it is. And so, and you haven't played anybody yet. I'm sorry. Like, no. I, I don't think the Packers are Super Bowl contenders. Those two teams are contenders. The Bucks aren't going to the Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. No. Now you're playing a real-ass team this week. Good luck with that. There's, I'm, there's two weeks left for that attitude he's talking about. There's two weeks left for that, oh, no, we're fine. That has that has two weeks left. I think he'll get away with it because everybody expects him to go in Arrowhead and lose. But you come back here and then you lose to Denver. You can't say it. Yeah. Denver yeah. is You're it. You're done. That's it. You, that, but, but here's for your the players, one. Denver's end of the line. That's, you got two weeks left to talk that's back. that's at home. Yeah. They're going to yeah. get booed coming out but, the but, warm-ups. But let me bring up something that is a little concerning, and I don't want to – I don't think you can get a total pass this week. Because if you go into Kansas City and they put up a 50-burger on you like oh. the Patriots did in 14. Well, they only need 20 more points because they've already got 30. Right, they got thirty like, guaranteed. You got what? thirty guaranteed. There's thirty. Pat Mahomes gets off the bus with thirty against this defense right now. Okay, yeah. So, but that's my point. Like, you let this really got out of hand. In, like, there's a scenario where you last year they played the Bills and Eagles in December with a crap roster and they were competitive. competitive. Okay, mm-hmm. you, if you come home from Kansas City on Sunday with a game at least like that, which by the way should be expected, if they could do that last year with that roster. Sure then they should be able to go into Kansas City and at least cover the 12 and a half. Sure. Okay? No one's going to pick them to win. I don't think they should win. That's a different conversation. But if you go in there and Patrick Mahomes and Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy. If it's 28-3 at the half. Calling Santa Slay or something. Ooh, and I can't spend $50 at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. Well, that would, we all know you can. What you're teeing up was the, end of, it was the end of the Trestman era when they were just getting their, the doors blown off because they were done. That, but And that's where it was really like, uh-oh. These are uh-oh moments. Yes, you knew they were right. playing pretty good teams, but it was like, oh, no, this is really getting out of hand. If that happens this week, Braggs is going to buy a Taco Bell franchise next, <laughs> Seriously. next week. No, it's not cool, and it's like – but it's, it's not even unrealistic. Great investment, by the way, if you do that. They could they could, they could, could easily be 28-3 at the half. I could see that. I could see that better than I can see them being, you know, 14-10 up at the half. They, they should be able to strategize the Chiefs to the point that they run the ball, use Justin's skill set – Try to keep Mahomes off the field, and then also, you know, hey, just don't give up any huge plays. Just at least keep guys in front of you. Let's do that, and let's let's hang in the game, and let's see if we can steal it late. Yeah, there's and, a pathway for it. They need 36 minutes. I mean, I'm not saying they're again. I'm not saying they're going to win the game. No one's going to say that. But could they cover in a great effort? That's what. If I'm Matt Eberflus in a quiet room, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. But those plays that Hulk, the Hulk was talking about earlier, you yeah. got to seize all of those opportunities. There can't be yeah. a drop yeah. pick. There can't be sure. a ball that hits the ground that you don't right. come up with. There can't be any drop passes. That, none of that. Like all of those have to be taken advantage of every single time, and then you give yourself a chance. I think they, like, I, they could go in there and shock the world, and I think they do. They can flip their season around just like that. 
Because then you feel good. You come home. You can you can you beat, beat Denver. Denver. You're two you and two. Go on the roll. You're feeling real good. You go out there and you get Washington. And then you come back and you're like, okay, we're three and two, and we kind of right the ship. But you're talking about a Herculean task they got to go out there to Arrowhead and do. Is that the 10% Goose Island you got going no, on over there? No, it's a little early for 10%. I got 7%. <laughs> okay. I got 7%. <laughs> you know, you just got the three and two. The, the, the neon beer hug. <laughs> love it. Love it. Hey, the Duke uh, chiming in here. $20 super chat. Flus isn't telling the truth and is being dodgy karm. Oh, snap. Breaking news. Also, the sky is blue, <laughs> water is wet, and Greg likes Taco Bell. Flus. Yeah, but he's, he's I'm changed. I'm saying bringing it up because I think he's on the verge of losing the team. Blues needs to, with the rest of this crappy organization, it was over before it started. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's, that's that's why I still think it's a big week. Um, if they were to go into Kansas City, man, imagine the victory lap. The we oh. told you so. We'll oh. take it. That's fine. I always I'm love here that. for it. I, I always love that. Like, cause good, it's good. It's good for them, that, and I hope that they do that. But at the same time, it's like y'all still deserved everything from these first two weeks. He gonna come in there like yeah. prime. Yeah. You believe now? Do you believe? <laughs> I'm like, believe. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I mean, obviously I want them to win, but if they lose, just be cleaner. Yes. Execute. And I'll, and and most I'll importantly, the it. quarterback be better. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, obviously. If it's a four quarter loss, I'm, I'm they lose, it's, it's okay. They lose 35, 28, but Justin throws for 300 yards for once. And four touchdowns, we're all going to be could be like uh, that changes pretty optimistic. Like even like the, the Dolphins show. or the Cowboys lost last year in Dallas. Like they were never really in it, but it was fun. They hung around. Well, okay. I, I would take that. Hey, go ahead. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for this these beautiful fall days that we're experiencing right now with premium polarized shades. At an affordable price. Today's not very beautiful, but it's been a nice fall. Uh, Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers world-class product, just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all because Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you get really mad during the Bears game and stomp on your Shady Rays for some I don't recommend doing that, but if you did... They'll replace them. They'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence. They have your back long after you purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusive for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO. You'll get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250 thousand people and get fitted out in the best sports gear around you know where to go foco f-o-c-o the hoodies the shirts the signs the bobbleheads and everything in between two weeks left in baseball season let's go cubbies big game tonight huge aloha shirts would look good at wrigley along with a straw hat a polo a bag everything you need for a game set decorations thank you foco appreciate you they have donated some awesome pieces for our sets, including the uh, Justin Fields piece, which is behind us. We didn't make it out there today. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right, we got to get through a lot of Super Chats here in just a few minutes. They'll start with the Duke, $20. You thought the teardown was finished last year? Nah, they said the... they're building the foundation this year. The first thing you do when you build a foundation is dig a big fucking <laughs> hole. 0 oh, and 17, here we come. Jesus, that would be a record if we did it. Bears come the on. first and second pick next year. Most consecutive losses in the history of the game. 26, we could get to 27. I say go for it. $20 super chat from the Duke. T's in 
Peace. Thoughts and prayers. To Jesus, Chubb. you are terrible at this acronym game. Go ahead. Well, I try to tell everybody every day to please help T's me out. Tease and though. Come on. Tease and peace. I did I say we should like stop that. telling Adam no what, what they are. Thank you. Who, just, I had no who idea. Who talks like that? You, never okay, heard you read the super chat. No, I, I got to do them because they won't be fast enough. Yeah, they won't be fast enough. But I do think we should stop letting him know what the acronyms are and just let him make up whatever he thinks they would be. I'll do that. BBL was great today. Toilet and papers to check I was somewhere else, but. Go ahead. Wow. Yeah. South of, Tampa, <laughs> South of Tampa Bay. They're known for lots of things. I tried to get Nick to hang out with me, but after the, sport, after the sports bar, there was another bar I was trying to go to. You don't Nick like was, having yeah. fun, no, Nick? Nick was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, pack it like, in. That. Yeah, that's a hard no from Stephanie yeah, on that one. A couple's hard covers no. would have been that, way crazy. Oh, it would have been. I would have. That would have been a must-listen couple's cover. You covers. got to support yeah. the local <laughs> talent. <laughs> oh, okay. Decent enough time, Nick. So thoughts? No, go right. Go it, it's always a great time with her, but that was uh, that was not going to happen. Uh, Sorry. Come on, live a little. Carm, the show's not over, buddy. Terrible injury. Wish yeah, him the best down. to we the guy who outbid me in our auction fantasy league farm. Suck it, Mike. That's not nice. I'm not even going to try with EMA. Uh, yeah. Don't Moving care. On. Next. D-Man. <laughs> don't care. D-Man shy. $10. I love Tim Jenkins content, so don't take this the wrong way. Just asking what difference does it make? Which foot is back when Justin is kind of doing a lazy drop back? No, oh, I think that's why he, he laid it all out for you, D-Man. He laid it out for exactly why it matters. Just rewatch it. I can't run it back like, like Tim did, but rewatch it. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So Will detailed. you guys, either one of you at the press, all three of you, now that Carm's gone, ask quickly, if we to Eberflus, yeah. if the drop back is a concern or switching the feet, can anybody throw that question to him this week? Sure. I mean, we'll talk we'll try, to yeah. we'll talk to uh, Getty tomorrow, and we can run it by Getty. Getty's Thursday. Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah. Thursday. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't yeah, even know Tuesday. what's going on. That's all right. Yeah, it, it'll get asked. Did I read that last one or no? Uh, I, I did. Larry, 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 ten dollars. Another positive take on the plays where it took JF one forever to throw the ball. Doesn't that show a little improvement in the O line? Yes, I thought the O line was. I'm not saying they're all pro O line. I'm not saying they're the Eagles. I didn't come off come, come out of this tape thinking the O line was the problem <laughs> in this what, game. What is happening? Next, Carb, yeah, I'm like, just cursed. Michael. $5. Easy fix. <laughs> trade fields the Jets. Trade for Chase Young and get Bajan in. True pocket passer with some mobility. Stop with the fields experiment. Uh, Not happening. Uh, Eli. Cursed. $5. Nagy Mahomes made him look good. Getsy Rogers made him look good. Neither coach to their players. Think scheme is what made these guys great. Me. Think scheme is what... Hmm. Wait. No, Nagy Mahomes, Mahomes. Okay. Good. Next. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eric, $5. How long of a leash do Justin and Getsy have before there absolutely needs to be a change at one or both spots? Does it take going 0-4 or 0-5? I think Getsy could lose his oh, thing sooner than anybody else. This thing doesn't get back on the, on the, on the oh, track. Good. Yeah, I, I know people want Tyson. They want to see Tyson Bajan, but I, I just don't think that's going to gonna happen. That's not real, it's man. It's not. Yeah. That's not I real. get it. Preseason hype. This is ridiculous. Another one from Eric. <laughs> Eric Hulk, I can see Hulk getting a haircut. Lucia's such headache. a fraud. He's it's a blend of Nagy, Tressman, and John Fox. Again, these are super chats, not things that I am saying. <laughs> I think people are just baiting me into getting in trouble. I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenny B, $5. After looking at that Rojo play again, it looks like Fields went through his first read, then the check down, then try to run instead of reading the D. Yep. Guy wide open, throwing the ball. You have yeah. five seconds to throw it. And don't, don't run into a sack. 
The Don't Duke twenty dollars. Oh snap! Carm just turned into a casting couch video. Yes. Oh Jesus! Oh, now chicka power. So we've got BBLs, we've got Tampa Bay talent, and now we've got casting couches. It's been this a weird show. show. We got everything here. Bears on Kauai, five dollars. If fixing JF one is as easy as jo- uh, Tim Jenkins said, is the staff sabotaging him, or are they not that smart? I want to see JF one succeed in Chicago. He will succeed. We've misused sabotage twice yep. in two days. We got to get this yeah. right. This no sab- sabotage is about intentionally ruining something. Like that's not what's happening. They're no. not doing it that on purpose. benefits nobody if you're doing like right. Like yeah. nobody benefits if that's happening. Yeah. So they're not, not doing it on purpose. They are probably they could be ruining him, but sabotage ain't the right word. Not no. on purpose. <laughs> One ninety nine. <laughs> if Fields, uh, this is from Frank the Bears fan. If Fields gets the boot, so should Getsy. Yeah, if everyone's probably gonna get the boot, if. Uh, Dan, uh, $20. Carmen and Yurko think the Bears will give JF1 another 15 games to see if he's the guy. I think they're sitting at 0-8. They'll know if he's the guy. I think it would be criminal to give 15 games without looking at Bajan. Man, I hate that we're even having this discussion. Yeah, Let's I come know. back in like a two. month or so. Three. Yeah, yeah and, speaking and, of that, here's another one. Yurko and the gang were giving me a nice shout-out on the right, show. Great, we don't care. Right. Let's move on. Mustafa, yeah. $20. <laughs> Stop Not with too, the Bajan bucks, yeah. talk. Oof. He stirred string for a reason. And yeah. let's finish it here with Marky Mark. One, uh, 199, where is my club invite? I'm in since Nick out. There you go. There you go, Herb. Mark's going to Listen, Tampa hit me you. up. You know, I, we, we, I, we, we are always on the road at these places. If y'all in these cities, shoot me a DM to my Twitter. I, I may respond. It happened this, this, this past week. Got hit up. Yo, you want to check out this place? I did check it out. That wasn't the Tampa Talent place. It was a, a cigar lounge. It was really super cool. Shout out to Mike and his brother. We had a great time. Hey, if the Bears beat the Chiefs, we can roll somewhere Sunday night for research purposes. I'm here for it. <laughs> and I'll shout out Mike Hoffman at the end here. Tyson the Beast Bajan. Put respect on the goat. Yeah. yeah. There you go. We are. Kevin Carlson. Thank you, Kevin. Great job, guys. Appreciate you, Kevin. Thank you. We got to go. Um, for me. Great show. We appreciate it, Herb. Awesome when you're here. We love you. And uh, Tim Jenkins, uh, if, you, if you, for some reason, are t- chiming in here late and, uh, and are listening late and you didn't Run hear it back. the beginning, go back, check it out. We'll probably post it separately on the feed or something. But go check it out. Uh, learn some things about quarterback play and what's been going on here with Justin Fields. Really good. We appreciate Tim Jenkins coming on. Happy to let everyone know tomorrow. Right here at noon, Brian Baldinger will make his first uh, weekly appearance with us throughout the rest of the season. We're going to have Baldy all season long. Really excited about that. Also have another surprise coming your way this week that we can't wait to share with you. So stay here. Be here with us. Subscribe. Hit that like button. We appreciate you guys very much. Check out Bears Things newsletter. Everything else we offer to CHGO Diehards. It's allchgo.com slash diehard. We'll be back here at noon. Tomorrow with Baldy. Talk to you then.